Hey folks, it's Mike again. Just a little bit of a rat out. I forgot in the main episode, we at the Mountain Bottle are running a promotion, uh, a contest for US-based high school students. And please go to themadbotter.com to check for details. But if you're a high school student and you want to do anything with open source software, any kind of, you know, free and open source, FOSS, if you will, project, uh, go ahead and give it a shot. We're going to pick one winner, and that winner is going to get a brandy new System76 Thalio on us. Again, the details are at themadbotter.com. And in terms of vertical for the product, it can be anything, right? As long as it's free software, really any, any kind of project you want to do. Uh, we're open to anything, yeah, just a, an opportunity to show your skills, no restrictions on programming languages or platforms other than um, the solution itself has to be free and open source and all the dependencies do, so you can't use any proprietary libraries or anything like that. But in today's open source world, it's really not hard to do that. So I look forward to seeing what you all do. Again, it's U.S. high school students. And the prize is a free System76 Thelio. Thank you so much, and on to the show. Okay, it is December the 14th, 2019. Welcome to episode three of the Automator Show. Um, And yeah, so let's do just some quick housekeeping. It's been a while because I have been on the road, um, for lack of a better word, evangelizing Rabot, our new automation product at the MadBotter. And just, you know, the general idea that there's a ton of, uh, let's say, you know, scunt or grunt work that really ought to be automated away. If you missed our last episode with uh, Carl Rochell of, of System76, please go back and listen to that. That is uh, just a great conversation. Uh, if you don't know about Carl or if you don't know about System76, they build um, Linux computers such as the Thaleo, their new desktop, that are specifically meant for creators. Um a good portion of this show is made on a System76 Thalio. Um, at the Madbotter, we use them to power our 3D printers and a number of other things. Great stuff. If you're even, um, you know, if you're not a Linux user or if you're Linux curious, check them out. They are not a sponsor of this show. I'm just a fan of their products and uh, figured I'd give them a plug. You know, one of the interesting things in that conversation with Carl was kind of the different types of automation he was using. Now, I expected him to really come on and talk quite a lot about his, uh, you know, his like, production factory, right? They make some of their machines in the United States and Colorado. But he actually talked a lot about data automation and automating business processes, which really ended up being reinforced. I just took a trip to New York, and I had a meeting demoing Rabot to a few relatively large companies. And one of the most fascinating things I found is how common... Uh, how commonly I was hearing that folks had basically used like if this, then that or Zapier or something like that to basically shoestring together their own automation tools. Now they weren't calling it automation. They were saying, oh, it's just, you know, my little script, right? Or, you know, one, one lady told me this is my little secret so I could get my reports done for the end of the quarter without, you know, having to do it by hand. The range of arenas here was, was pretty broad. Um, the lady I'm thinking of in particular who was using Zapier, was actually doing uh, a form of inventory control. Uh, another person was doing some accounting work, payroll, much very similar to what Carl was doing uh, when he mentioned their own automation solution. And it got me thinking, you know, how we think that this automation trend is kind of the new 2019, 2020 thing that everything's going towards. And that's certainly true, right? That's certainly, you know, 
a thing that's happening. More things are going to become automatic as we get you know better machine learning, uh, better robotics. If we're talking about like physical automation, as IoT devices get more powerful, things like that. Um, and of course, 3D printing, which is an entire wing of this that I'm hoping to get into in a, uh, in a month. Um, we kind of forget that people have been automating things for quite a long time. And I'm going to give you a 1980s example. If you're not as deep into the history of computing as I am, you you might not know what VisiCalc is, was, I guess was, is a fairer way to put that. Well, it's the first spreadsheet. Now, I know, don't, you know, I'm not going to talk about Excel macros, so don't, don't worry. Basically, it worked exactly like you think spreadsheets work today, right? You put some numbers in, you put whatever your, you know, your equation is for, you know, let's say cell A1 to B6 or whatever, and it runs that calculation. And when you change something in any of the intervening cells or any of the cells, it will recalculate automatically. See, that was a revelation, right? For accountants, bookkeepers, really business people in general, you would not have had the personal computing revolution without VisiCalc because it was the killer app for the PC. It, it just was. And if you, if you, I know that sounds silly because, you know, uh, silly because, right, we have Google Docs today, right? You could literally go online and use a full-powered spreadsheet in a web browser. But the power to not have to go through, and they used to call it running the numbers, right? We use that kind of as, a, as an expression or a euphemism today. But really, it was a thing that people did, like, particularly like CPAs, people like that had people that worked with them where they did it themselves. Their entire job was if a client or whoever came and said, hey, Bob, what if we get, you know, uh, f- half as many sales next quarter as we did this quarter, or maybe even double, double? Can we see those scenarios? Someone had to spend hours going through and running those numbers, redoing the spreadsheet by hand. Because remember, back then, spreadsheets where, in fact, if you've ever taken a, a business class in a, in a high school or a secondary school, depending on your region, uh, you may, as I had to, have had to literally whip out those old green sheets, right? Those old, long green sheets of paper. And, ooh, they do the numbers yourself. That was uh, unpleasant. Then comes along VisiCalc. And, well, now, instead of it taking hours to do this, you set it up once, whatever your, your formula is and whatever your data is, Change the number. All right, let's see double. Let's see half. Let's see, you know, what, what, if, what if we hire two more people? What if we fire a sales guy? You know, whatever your scenario is, as long as you can quantify it into data that can fit into a spreadsheet, you could run, run the numbers, run the scenarios. Voila, bring on the computer revolution, right? And that was created as kind of a, a hobbyist thing. Now, it was, of course, eventually sold and you know, it was a commercial product. And it, it got me thinking about how much is the current automation trend just like that, right? I talk, I mentioned the lady who was using uh, Zapier. There was a guy who was using if, if this, then that. These are little sort of custom-made, I won't say strung together, but kind of like, you know, Dixie cups and some tinsel tools. Not that the tools themselves are bad. And even, you know, if it's working for people, it's working. But ways for people to automate their work to lower the kind of manual labor involved. Frankly, I think I think that's where we're going, right? Uh, you may have noticed Microsoft released a uh, product called Flows. Slack also has a thing called Workflows now. If you haven't checked them out, I would encourage you to. Uh, they're very similar in form to kind of like a Zapier sort of solution. Uh, obviously, you know, Slack has a very Slack meant, right? It wants you to, you know, like all these platform vendors, it, it 
kind of wants you to live in Slack. Um, so, I mean, at the Mad Water, we basically do, so that's nice. Although we have a lot of our custom stuff done with Rabot. Uh, Microsoft is kind of the same way. It integrates well with Microsoft Teams uh, and a bunch of Microsoft services. But this is, I, I honestly believe that this is going to be kind of the future. Like anybody not using one of these kind of automation, um, you know, designer workflow tools is going to be kind of left in the dark, so to speak, from a from a competitive efficiency perspective. In fact, I mean, this is this is me standing on a limb here. I kind of think if you're a general business person, uh, depending on what ecosystem you're in, right? Is your company an Office 365 shop? Are you, um, you know, are you slackheads like uh, the Matt Botter folks are? You probably need to start learning how to use your platform's automation tool. And I haven't, I haven't even gotten into the consumer ones, right? Let's not forget that um, Siri, Siri, they call it Siri Shortcuts, used to be a third-party app called Workflows for the uh, iOS ecosystem. That can do a lot of these kind of, uh, you know, automation flows, right? If I get a text message, do this, uh, open a map, send it to somebody, whatever. It's almost going to be knowing how to work these tools, a force multiplier, particularly for like the general business knowledge worker, because you now can leverage your expertise multiple times without much human intervention, right? Again, just like with VisiCalc, you wrote the sheet once, you change the numbers, it automatically recalculates. I'm pretty excited to see this technology coming down to, one, a much lower price point, but two, to be a more common thing. I mean, I was shocked how many, in, in some of the meetings I took in New York, how many of these people were like just starting to dump their more enterprise chat protocols um, and use Microsoft Teams and Slack. Now, I did see a lot more Teams, I'll have to say, but none of them were aware of these automation tools, yet almost all of them had kind of, you know, rigged together some sort of MacGyver level, you know, custom thing, right? Again, like using Zapier or IFTT. So I'm, I'm pretty enthusiastic and I, I would urge you guys to check that out. Um, again, Microsoft Workflows or Slack, uh, Slack Workflow, I'm sorry, Microsoft Flow or Slack work, Workflows. So a little bit of uh, housekeeping. This is kind of a short one, just a, just a check-in. We're going to have a couple interviews coming, coming up, hopefully one before the end of this month. Um, if I sound lousy, it's because I feel lousy. I kind of came back with a little present called walking pneumonia. So that's, that's fabulous. If you are interested in uh, being interviewed on the show or have any questions or comments, please email the show notes or tweet at Dumanuko or at automator show. Um, and just one final little plug. If you need any kind of software development or any kind of uh, automation software in particular, drop us a line at themadbotter.com. Thank you so much and have a great time talking to you in a week.